I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter. We use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of the Fifth Element. I highlight Fifth Element Hip Hop, which is knowledge. <laughs> so little shorty's getting gunned up and clapped quick. How much of Biggie's vibes is going to cover out your fat lips? Oh, <laughs> sticking in the digits. <laughs> <laughs> Vibes, you're the vibes. You're the fucking vibes. <laughs> oh man, oh this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. I'm, I'm enjoying this one. This, this is gonna be a fun one. This is gonna be great. I was gonna um, I was it's gonna been start a long time off... coming actually. I was surprised we haven't done this before. I was, I was gonna, gonna done this earlier. I was gonna start off with a joke, and I was gonna say, "Well, we're gonna dive into this." Nas beef and then make a joke about it being with Doja Cat. But then I was like, it's not even as funny as just being Ether. Like, Ether's way funny. (laughs) All of Ether. It's just like a fucking... It's it's, it's just comical. It's comical. Just, oh, glorious. Oh, my gosh. Glorious. Track (sighs) history. This is going to be good. Oh, boy. Hi, Bim. Before... But before we start, before we start, I was listening, I was okay. talking to my friend last week, right? So we did the Watch the Throne podcast and she was listening mm-hmm. back to it and she said to me, you're mm-hmm. actually quite mean to Charlie on air. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, you kind of made fun of him for making, for stuffing up the previous week and said he wasn't smooth and... <laughs> There were just a couple of things that I thought was a bit mean, and Charlie kind of <laughs> laughed it off. But and I was like, "But that's just banter, uh, right?" So but get then, roasted. The whole week I've been worried. I'm like, "Am I hurting get Charlie? Slapped. Am I upsetting Charlie? I don't know." Yeah, you're upsetting me. Oh, get slapped. I'm gonna have to fucking calm, put, turn it down. Get browbeaten. Get browbeaten by our people. <laughs> <laughs> Give me love. Give me love. Oh. He's bullying me, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming for me. That's yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I hold myself up to a very high standard when it comes to that kind of stuff because you know I see myself as a half decent orator. So like, if I'm just constantly, it's just it just pisses me off. So I'll be more pissed off at myself than he, Ben could ever be at me for fucking up a, anything. So so don't you sweat, guys. It's all good. But uh, continue to break Ben for no reason. It's it's mad funny. It's, it's all. It's, 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 you guys it don't will pull have back to, to me. <laughs> you guys don't have to worry. I mean, Charlie and I are not friends. We don't speak off mic. We hate each other. Like, there, the tension is real. Don't worry about it. Like, this is all fucking... We know... If we were in the same country, this shit would be over. We would have had... We would have had hands at some point. Catching these hands. It would have gone to hands. But we're in different countries. That's why this, this relationship works. It's like, oh, yeah. gosh, <laughs> slapping you up like Preferred Kid did a Dillian White the other night. Fucking hell. Yeah. Ruthless. Yeah. Ruthless uppercut to the chin. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wild. Oh, anyway. man. We'll persist. Hi, we'll Ben. We'll persist. Has your pussy ass beat been on check? That's how we've been. What have you been listening to this week? I listened to quite a lot this week. Um, I listened to the new EP from YG, For the People, and I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I'm going to start rating these albums out of 10 because, you know, people love people love a good rating. And uh, I go from best to worst always. 
But uh, I love this, man. I love this project. Like, I really like YG's growth arc. I think it's one of my favorite in the game right now. Um, on this project, the beats really fucking shudder the ground. Like, this is the mustard recipe that still underpins his sound. But lyrically, he takes it in a whole different direction. You know, he's speaking directly on police brutality, political issues. Six songs, absolutely no misses. Uh, the fifth track was just classic West Coast production. I was I was certain that Too Short was just going to pop up with a verse on this because it was just that good. You know, the, the beat just threw me way back. Uh, and YG sounded like Dre on that. You know, Dre has that like crisp, hard-hitting quality to his vocals. Uh, I, I got that from YG on this man and I, I really love that project um, Flea Lord snuck out another project this time with 38 Special uh, Loyalty and Trust 2 another 8.5 out of 10 38 Special produced this entire tape and uh, someone said to me the other day that Flea Lord needs to slow down that he's releasing too much music man that is not a thing when the music is this good it's just just keep dropping and his last project was only like 20 minutes anyway like it's, it's hardly you, you can't say oh future dropped one album this year that's cool and it's an hour and 20 and flea lord drops like two 20 minute tapes and that's too much that's just insane i actually like this project more than the p rock collab uh, i think the beats have a more lived in feel and flea lord does live in this space you know this is his space this is grimy this is dirty like it's just really perfect for him uh and the the song with chain you are is an absolute must listen and 38 special is actually a really underrated producer so shout out to 38 special Super uh, sammy shiblack between the lines it's a young rapper from san jose and he's actually starting to make waves. I was chatting to him last night on Instagram, and he's actually getting a lot of plays, man. His last album had 600,000 streams, and he wants this project to you know, get well over a million. And uh, this, this project just popped up in my mentions, and it's one of the cleanest drops in 2020. The beats are all great. Uh, honestly, man, Hitboy should have got Sammy Shiblack to mix King's Disease because the, the, the mix on this is flames, but I'll get to that in a second with King's Disease. Uh, his vocal presence is great. Lyrical content is top tier. I won't spoil the discovery for you. I want you to go listen and just say, wow, this is actually really cool because, yeah, it was, it was a great project to discover. Uh, D. Watkins, Problem Child 2, 7.5 out of 10. This is one of the smoothest albums of the year. And there was some genuine emotion on here as well. Um, Who Can I Run To was a really tough listen. It was quite emotional. I feel like Watkins exists between, like, full-blown T-Grizzly pianos in emotion, but then he has this Earth Gang Dreamville vibe. I know I say that every week, like, this guy's got an Earth Gang vibe, but man, Earth Gang, are, they have a vibe, and, and this guy has it as well. There's a little bit of quirkiness to the beats and his vocal tone. It just makes for a really interesting listen, uh, especially as he's so easily able to transition between those two kind of, like, skills that he has. So I enjoyed that a lot. Then we get to Nas, King's Disease. I gave that a 7 out of 10. Now, I thought this was either going to be a total classic or it would be absolute garbage. And it ended up somewhere in the middle to me. I think the beats are beautiful. Truly beautiful. If you thought Hitboy could be pigeonholed, you were mistaken. Um, I did feel the mix was pretty poor. And I'm not sure why. I feel like... I, I, I don't know, man. It's almost like... They mixed it in a public library and they had to turn the beat down a little bit in case it offended people in there. Like it was a little bit too loud. 
Like they just, it was too soft, man. Like I, I didn't, I wanted the beats to come through in full Technicolor and they just didn't. Uh, but aside from that, man, Nas flows poetically. It's another Nas album for the brain and the soul. I love the message. I really love the message, the overarching theme of black excellence, black empowerment, uh, black kings and queens. I just wish that there were a few more actionable things on the album. Like it feel, it felt to me like Nas simply jumped from growing up in Queensbridge to becoming a king without explaining exactly how he did that, aside from kind of flaunting his wealth and status. But that's that's a minor quabble, honestly. That's not a really big deal because I mean it's a great project. Like you just, it's it's the same with Nas, man. Every time you put a Nas album on, it's like reading a book. Like you're gonna be engaged the whole time. I ran it back three times in a row. I was on a long drive. I was like, I, I just have to keep listening to this. Like it, you you miss stuff he says. You know, it's just it's just like for for a true MC. Um, but I felt like the features added absolutely nothing whatsoever to this project, except for Anderson Pack. I have no idea what their role was on here. They sounded like label decisions, which actually leads into our topic of the day, but we'll get to that. Uh, Mulatto, Queen of the South, 7 out of 10, I gave that one. Um, it was an aggressive Atlanta-based tape, and it goes pretty fucking hard, man. Her flow isn't very agile, but she makes up for that with intent and presence. And the joint with City Girls is just as graphic as WAP. But I thought it was a better song. So if you thought WAP was not that great, maybe check this one out. K Baller, uh, KJ Baller, sorry, Resurrection. I gave that a seven. Rest in peace to KJ Baller. I won't say too much about this project except it was it was good, and it it just makes me sad that he was taken so soon because he had a shitload of talent. Man, that was that was a solid project. Vic Mensa snuck out the V tape, uh, which I gave a six out of ten, and people were really gassing this up, but I didn't really see the hype in it. I think Vic needed to come back with something really epic, and this wasn't really it. We didn't need a cut-price Timberland beat on X Games featuring Snow Allegra or a sleepy song with St. John in which Vic raps, like, he raps this, he raps hate from all directions, assassinated my character. I felt like Malcolm X in J. Edgar Hoover's America. I said the truth and I paid for it. But, bro, you're not, I don't know. I don't know, I... I, there was a lot of corniness from Vic on this. You know, there was there was just corniness. Like he says, I came back to reclaim my throne. What throne? You didn't have a throne. You wasted a hot streak and you, you left and you dropped mid-tier music and it didn't, didn't work. Like, I don't know, half of this project was great. The other half was a bit dull and corny to me. Uh, final album was M24, Drip and Drill. Leave it a six and a half out of ten. I really loved it when M24 went ultra drill. I didn't like it when he tried to switch it up. You know, I, I get it. You want to explore your artistry and try and find new lanes. You can't make drill forever. But this just wasn't it for me. Th- those songs weren't it. Um, but when he when he dived into that full drill bag, it was it was it was heavy, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, that's what I got into this week. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I've got some good stuff, uh, about uh, five-ish projects. Um, so we'll start with the Mass Appeal ones. I uh, got into that uh, Davies Karma 3, from oh, yeah. obviously last week. Um, yeah, it's um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I actually prefer Survival, to be completely honest, actually, in terms of uh, uh, just full-on cohesive listens. Um, 
I feel like obviously is, this is sorry, more mixtapey. Was that his last project? Was that the album? The or? debut album, yeah, okay. the debut album that we okay. were lukewarm on. And yeah, yeah. you know, with that said, I'm a bit lukewarm on this because I feel like, uh, well, similar to the next album I'm going to talk about, uh, the features on here like are just it's like hit and miss. Uh, I guess the pop car mum is okay on Unruly. That was a good like mix. Uh, the city horrible. Um, just. Trey Song's butchering that Bobby Bland uh, 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 sample that we talked about last week. No. Uh, Trouble's okay. Boogie with the hoodie. Thank God that oh, that, that, that track was... No. Uh, and the rest were just okay. Like Benny, obviously. Benny's Benny. Mary J's Mary J. You know, they're always going to come through uh, with, you know, their good stuff. But yeah, man, it's okay. It's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. If you like Davies, you like Davies, in it? Like, you're not going to... You're not really... You can't really look much different these days. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much just another... It's obviously another mixtape. It's Karma 3, but... Um, yeah, it's just a collection of songs, really. It's not really... Obviously, not much a cohesiveness to them. It's just, uh, you know, tracks that he liked. And obviously, just threw them on there. So, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, Nas is King Disease. Uh, obviously, mm. another Mass Appeal release. Um... Similar to you, I guess. Uh, I, f- I feel it's definitely worth more listens than uh, I think people make. You know, a Nas project out to be. Sometimes I feel like people just not understand the fact that Nas just lyrically is like he he does this shit in his sleep, and it's a bit. Uh, I find it a bit rude. You guys are just like going, "Ah, eh, it's just another Nas album." So it's not. It's it's not it's it's a it's a high tier Nas album. It's not I'm, it's in the top, right? It's not in the bottom echelon, right? It's better than the other one, you know. What I'm talking about, right? Um, but again, same with Karma Three, the features, man. That Don Tolliver Nah. <laughs> what is Don nah. Tolliver doing in there? Just go big Nah. Way go big away. no 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 big no, no, no no. Stay away from Nas. Uh, big Sean. While I was like while yeah. while. I don't know if it was you or other people who were going like, oh, Big Fuel's verse was trash. I was like, it's not trash, it's just unmemorable and it didn't really need to be there. I could have been happy with another Nas verse, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but that Don Tolliver hook just was horrible, made Sleepy. it nearly unlistenable. Um, Till the War is One was actually really good. I didn't. I, I don't really listen to Lil Durk that much, but um, that good, was a really man. good feature, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anderson Pack, of course, Can't Miss, Brucey e. oh. B was okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind the firm, honestly. Didn't mind right. it, apart from Foxy Brown. Yeah, what's Foxy um, AZ was cool. What's Cormega Foxy was cool. Doing these days, like her Foxy Brown, tone literally is just, just weird. Yeah, it's literally. No, it's the problem with my problem with specifically is it's just like, and we'll talk about this in the lighter note in some fashion. But like, uh, well, in an overall sense, but it's obviously just talking about Foxy Brown. But uh, it's just nothing. She, I don't feel like she has anything to talk about anymore. It's just, it's just this. It's literally you could have just taken that. If you told me that verse was recorded in 1998, I would have, I would have completely believed you. Like it just, it just sounds like she recorded it 20, 30 years ago, and it's just it's just it. Like there's nothing new to to Foxy Brown at this point. It's just a bit sad. Um, but you know, AZ comes through, Comega comes through, so I can't really complain on that. Um, and that you know that that last track, Spicy. You know, even though it says bonus track on the uh, on the. Uh, on the official album list, I'm glad it's only a bonus track, and I probably wouldn't lis- listen to it if I had the regular album, to be honest, because it's just it's a bit of a excuse me, it's a bit of a throwaway. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. School album, Ultra Black is one of my. Uh, I'll probably make my songs list at the end of the year. I've been spinning that on the regular rotation since That's it dropped song, as a single. Yeah. I love it's that really song. Just song. Uh, 
and yeah, that Hit Boy production is solid, as, 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 as you said as well. Uh, echo your sentiments on that front. Uh, Idris Akamore and the Pyramids, The Shaman with exclamation mark. So you know it's good. Um, so yeah, this is a this is like a really superb, really trip. Well, not trippy, but like takes you on a trip. Jazz album, full on funk elements as well. Like this, you some of the thickest bass guitars you will hear this year. So fucking deep, so fucking baritone. It's fucking nice. Uh, but yeah, it's an hour and 15 minutes, so, you know, it's obviously length, but it's 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 nice. I really enjoyed it as a, uh, as a full project. It's a really fun listen, um, and it just feels, it's just like, it's like you're taking a trip through Death Valley, and it's just you and a whip, and just that music, and, uh, you know, you're just, like, slight hallucinating, maybe. It's, just, it's, it's mad interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting album, for sure. Um, shout out to, uh, Paperboy, not Atlanta show Paperboy, but an actual artist called Paperboy, hailing from South Africa, uh, who's, uh, who gave, dropped me a email of, uh, his new work, and it's called One Take Wonders, I just wanted to shout out, because it's half decent, um, and yeah, he, ba- he ba- the, obviously the whole concept is it's just he's doing it in one take, and that, and that kind of thing, uh, but it comes over some really clean, uh, boom-bap beats, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's solid lyrics as well, solid, solid EP, solid project, so I just wanted to give that shout-out to Paperboy, shout-out to Paperboy, uh, with the, with an eye, Paperboy, and, uh, lastly, uh, my, the, the project I've been looking forward to all week, um, Nubia Garcia Source, um, I, uh, just a, just a note, I'm really been into album covers this week as well, just like the... Uh, the Idris Akamore album and the Pyramid Shaman's great, and the Source artwork is fucking of sublime. I love that shit. It's, I, I, I need to get that stuff on vinyl someday. Um, but yeah, the the album itself is uh, obviously jazz. You know, Nubi Garcia, she's a saxophonist, and um, yeah, there's some some real energy and urgency to this album. It's a solid one hour and uh, nine tracks. Um, it does have um, great um, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, just just tangents in terms of inspiration and where she goes with it. Uh, the uh, the um, title track source is very very great and uh, comes through with some uh, dub reggae uh, elements in the background and it really mixes well with you know just the uh, energetic jazz and uh, 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 playing as well and it has a uh, Cassie Kenoshi on that and uh, Richie Seafright as well and Miss Maurice shout out to her as well. Um, and uh, there's, <laughs> there's one track called uh, La Cumbia Mi Esta Lamando, uh, which uh, I wanted to translate just for the kicks, and uh, it said uh, Cumbria is calling to me or something like that, and I'm wondering if it's the uh, place Cumbria <laughs> in the UK. I'm, I'm highly doubt it is, but uh, that just made me laugh trying to translate that uh, on <laughs> as I was listening to it. Uh, but yeah, that comes through with some real uh, nice uh, Latin vibes as well. Um, so yeah, it's a good mix. It's, it's, it's an interesting mix of, uh, of a jazz album. So a uh, shout out to Nubi Gossi on that. So thoroughly enjoyed that and definitely get that on the vinyl someday. But with that said... We shall hop in to our topic of this episode, and uh, shout out to whoever hit Ben up. Um, so <laughs> I'm saying that because uh, uh, when we obviously did uh, watch the throne last uh, last for last week, <laughs> um, this dude comes through on the Twitter dragged. going like, um, uh, y- y- "You getting paid by Jay to uh, do in, uh, to do a Watch the Throne episode?" Uh, you know, because obviously Nas dropped this week, and it's like, "No, we recorded that." <laughs> long before Jay even Jay and Pharrell even announced they were doing a song 
and uh, that's not how we do things. Thank you very much. Uh, but it was just mad funny that just came through. Was, uh, that's, that, that made me laugh when uh, Ben sent me that. But uh, yes, we are talking about Jay, but we also are talking about Nas um, in the concept of a uh, in the concept of the beef um, uh, uh, that they have had in obviously uh, the start of the century, but um, has obviously petered out since. But as everyone has noticed, <laughs> uh, on Friday, obviously, in the Friday drops and uh, in uh, in other previous drops over the years, uh, Jay has a tendency um, to be dropping everything and anything uh, at, the s- at the very, very same time that Nas does, um, or, or if not a couple of days after. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. And clearly there's a conspiracy theory going around uh, mm. that Jay just does this just to spite Nas mm. or in any other any other way you want to slice that. Mm. Um, but clearly there's something there. Surely there's something there. I don't mm. think it can be ignored these days. Um, mm. And just to say that Entrepreneur song sucked. So just to, just garbage. To say, um, Why did he... What, garbage. What the fuck? What, bro, what wow. is that song? That's for expectation, for, for, for expectations, um, it, you know, if you're judging this by expectations, it's the worst track of the year. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're telling me that Pharrell Williams and Jay Z are coming on a track together, I'll be like, this has to, this has to be fire. Has to be right. Has to be fire. Wow, that was doo doo. Wow, wow, just all of it, just all of it is horrible. Um, True dash. Anyway, that aside, I just wanted to get that out because obviously we don't review songs uh, specifically, but. Uh, yeah, that was just horrible. Poor. <laughs> but yes, uh, in overall sense, we are getting into the Nas Jay Z beef, and uh, this is right in Ben's wheelhouse. So expect some real good talk for this one. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I've told Ben to keep some of it, not all of it, but some of it away, uh, just so I can get a live reaction towards it because I enjoy that kind of stuff and it makes me, it makes me hype for the pod and it gets me interested. Um, even, you know, not, 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 I'm never interested, but, uh, yeah. So with that, for, with, that <laughs> with that said, we shall put our coat on, pop our shoes on, take a walk down the road, have a knock on the door <laughs> <laughs> to, to not Ben's research corner, but uh, Ben's research house. Because we're knocking on the door, so it's not really a corner, it's a house. It's so Ben's research house. It's growing. Yeah, we, he has a house now. He has a house. He's 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 got a mortgage. He's 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 he started on the corner and now he's upgraded to the house. So <laughs> we knock on the door to the upwardly mobile Ben's research house. Upwardly mobile. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna you're not gonna top that one. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, uh, and we'll keep it at that because he's not going to mention any time soon. We'll, we'll just, yet, let's yet. keep him grounded. Let's keep not let's yet. keep the fantasy grounded, and that's we'll keep that, it to the house. So uh, when that's Spotify, we, we open the door through. and he's come through with a nice batch of research. Got some Jesse. research here. Got some research here. So 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 I'm Jay Z. I used to be a Jay Z stand, but every week we come on the podcast and <laughs> I lose a little bit more of my stand card because I'm talking I, about jail. What's good next week as well? <laughs> Oh my days, man! I can't listen to that one because I'm just going to be kicked out of the fucking Avengers. Um, so there's a specific event in this timeline that sparks my realization that Jay Z ultimately lost the beef, the Takeover vs. Ether beef, and then decided to stay super petty and just keep the pettiness going for the rest of his career. Now, make no mistake, 
Jay-Z is petty. I'm telling you this right now. I have receipts. Like Nori on Drink Champs, if anyone remembers, told that classic story of how during an interview, he relayed his recollection of the Jay-Z versus Fat Joe and Big Pun incident. Now, Jay-Z disagreed with Nori's version of events. He called Nori up and basically said, don't ever say this anymore. Um, and Nori was just like, okay, I never will. And Nori was like, do you want me to go on and, and retract my statement? And Jay's like, no, no, just don't ever say it again. So then Memphis Bleak tells a hilarious story, and this really highlighted Hove's pettiness. There was a period between Reasonable Doubt and Volume 1. Jay-Z was driving in the middle of winter with Bleak and two others in the car. Jay pulled up to the gas station and asked someone to get out in the snow. It was snowing and pump the gas. You know, Jay-Z was driving someone else and Jay-Z was the star. Someone else has to pump the gas. Uh, No one got out. No one wanted to do it. So Jay gets out, pumps the gas, pays, goes to the trunk, gets his winter coat out of the trunk, puts it on, gets back in the car, locks all the doors manually with the child lock, winds all the windows down, and drives an hour into New York on the freeway <laughs> with snow coming into the car while everyone's <laughs> sitting there. In- <laughs> so, like, uh. the man is the man is petty, all right? Now, to, to, to fully contextualize this beef, we have to rewind a little bit back to 1996. I don't know how many people know about the full story of this beef, but it started in 96. Nas was on the hook of dead presidents. We all know that. Uh, it was a sample from uh, The World Is Yours. Yep. It's Dead Presence is the B-side of the first single Jay-Z put out off Reasonable Doubt. Ain't No was the A-side. And they thought that Ain't No would uh, propel his commercial career. It was actually Dead Presidents that gave him way more attention. And what initially, all-time B-side that is, by the way. Just so. I know, man. How, how's that for a freaking B-side, eh? Jeez. Like they, they're like, oh, ain't no will be the the hit. And everyone was like, mm, yeah, it's alright, but like, <laughs> Dead Presidents is one of the greatest songs. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jay Z wanted Nas to re-record the hook. Nas declined, uh, and he also declined the request from Jay Z to be in the video, and that was the beginning of this whole thing. So subliminals began to fly back and forth. It was written on the message from Nas. He raps, threats some center them. Lex the t- with the TV sets the minimum. Now, Nas tried to claim that was paying homage to Jay-Z and his crew, who basically created the Lexus with the TV and the headrest trend in the New York in the mid-90s. Uh, but I don't know how he rationalized threats I'm sending them. So he never managed to get that off. Jay-Z fired back on Volume 1 in 1997. Now, remember that Jay-Z, Nas, and Biggie were the best lyricists in New York in '96. Now, whilst Biggie was an undisputed king at the time, uh, it was foreseen that the three would battle for the crown at some point in the next few years. Now, we know that Biggie tragically passed, and it kind of fell upon Jay and Nas to reclaim that crown for themselves. They didn't have to, but it's what happens in rap. You know, it's hierarchical. Uh, So Hove had City is Mine in 1997. It's a pretty big statement, this whole City is Mine. And then on Where I'm From, from 97, he rapped, Who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas? And in concerts, he'd perform, Who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or... And then the crowd would yell, Nas! And he'd go, Nah. So, like, you know, it was already subbing. Nas subbed him on I Am in 1999 on We Will Survive. Uh, Hove, one of the most disrespectful subliminal songs ever, 
uh, Is That Your Bitch, which is the whole entire song is just mad nasty, knowing the whole context. He raps, She keep begging me to hit it raw so she can have my kids and say it was yours. How foul is she? And you wifed her. I put the rubber on tighter. Like, bro, it's terrible. She goes, you hugged her up. What the fuck is up? She got you whipped, got your kids, got your home, but that's not your bitch. That's brutal, man. And this is where I start to say that Jay-Z lost the beef. It, it already begins around here, but you'll see why I say that. And I, and I always believe that Jay-Z won. I was always like, how could you say Ether beat TakeOver? It just calls him gay a bunch of times, but <laughs> you'll see, man. So... <laughs> but but I just want to stop there and say, like, Charlie, what do you think of all that? Like, just having those parts of it, because it's about to explode. But just prior to that, like, yeah. how do you see that? <clears throat> it's um, it's interesting in the context of, like, if you completely zoom out and see what hip-hop is. And especially as in the context of how we're trying to see hip-hop these days in terms of, you know, people dick swinging um how people treat women on bars how you know how people treat women in just the industry in general it's just interesting in that sense but um going away from that just a little bit and just talking about the overall sense and just how like linking to the dick swinging um it's it's, it's so because this is the point right it's like this is where um not hip-hop specifically but music in america and i guess the world in general uh, becomes much richer and uh, you know everyone's production budgets are raising uh, if you're signed you're going to get that chance to you know do something big and uh, the fact that uh, Jay and Nas can't seem in this at this point in time to like coexist you know it's kind of it's, it's so weird because obviously we we love to we love to do that Highlander thing you know there could be only one um even though, you know, there's plenty of artists that get their bread and, you know, don't, you know, create beefs or anything. They just do their things. And, you know, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. You don't, you don't. No, no, no. Can't have that simple simple way of living. No, no, no. There has to be one. There has to be um, the competition. There has to be this and has to be animosity between people. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting uh, in the in the in the ramp up. And obviously we're going to get to the climax after this. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting first act. I'll, I'll, I'll say that it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting, uh, first, <laughs> very interesting uh, uh, rise in tension, as, uh, as, mm. as we like to call it. Well, it kind of seemed like the beef would fizzle into. I'm about to. I'm about to sit a bar, set a bar here, like fizzle into the subliminal ether. But <laughs> like that, Me- like that. then, then Memphis Bleak came along. It was all Memphis Bleak, man. It was all Memphis Bleak. I adore Memphis Bleak. I've been a Bleak stand for a long time. I actually almost met him once, but that's a story for another time. Very cool dude. Uh, he was a huge Nas fan, and Nas has a song called Nas Is Like. So Memphis Bleak dropped a song Bang called Memph Bleak Is, which is partly paying homage. Now, Nas did not like this at all, right? So then he throws a subliminal shot on Nostradamus, uh, let a slug melt in your hat because Bleak never takes his fitted off. If you know Bleak, like you see him without a fitted, it's like seeing Thor without his hammer. Like it doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know? So, so... Okay. 
Bleak was on holiday when it and I and I'm comparing Bleak to Thor. I'm Bleak stand still. I'm not a Jay Z stand anymore. I'm still Bleak stand. But Bleak was on okay. holiday when it dropped, and all of a sudden people started hitting his phone and saying like, "Nah, it's dissed you, man. Like, nah, you gotta you gotta respond." So he jumped in the booth and recorded "Mine Right," which had the bars, uh, and only a few fit in. Your lifestyle's written. So who are you supposed to be? Play your position. As well as, he also rapped, it's beef, I'ma see you, and bang till you hang up. Your life a lie, but here's the truth. You ain't hyped to die, but you hyped to shoot. Like, you know, it was pretty intense. Like, you're basically saying, I'm going to shoot you in the street if because it's beef now. Um, and then it was fucking on, man. Like, DJ Clue drops a mixtape, and Nas has a freestyle, and eye for an eye. He just goes at them hard on that. Then Nas again in November 2000 with the Bridge 2001. This time he, he lined up The Rock's entire crew. And this was when Jay-Z said to Memphis Bleak, because, you know, it was still Bleak versus Nas theoretically at this point, but Nas clearly wanted to smoke with Jay-Z. He wasn't interested in Bleak. And Jay-Z said to Bleak, fall back. Um, I'll take the responsibility for this beef now. This is me. And... In January 2001, Jay-Z took the entire Rockefeller crew up to Hot 97. Jay-Z didn't rap. Uh, this is a classic, iconic freestyle. All the youngsters rapped over these classic Cream tracks and just threw mad shots. Uh, Milio Sparks said that it was that was all they did on the show, was just throw shots at Nas and his entire crew. And uh, it actually got Mob Deep involved too because they were angry that Jay-Z was... You know, and they were all rapping over Queen's beats because it was quite disrespectful. Some of these these mm. guys are from Philly. They're from you know, it's not these aren't New York like New York rappers. Um, mm. So now Nas claims that after this freestyle, he saw Jay Z at a Steve Stout party and confronted him about it and asked if they had any problems. Jay Z apparently ducked it and said nothing was wrong. You know, we're all good. Everything's cool. Next thing, we get takeover at Summer Jam. Now, this is fucking iconic, man. If you listen to this, Summer Jam 2001, Jay-Z gets on stage and he debuts the first two verses of TakeOver. Uh, and he has the image to back up his prodigy diss. You know, you was a ballerina, I got the pictures I seen you. Then you drop Shook one, switch your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you, you need more people. That's classic bars. He had the picture of prodigy in the, 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 the ballerina dress. And right at the end, he says, um, ask Nas, he don't want it with Hove. No. And the intent was there, man. Um, and, and if you listen to that, it sounds like a battle rap, man. It's iconic. It's just no beat, just Hove, just dropping bombs. It sounds wild. Then Nas responds a month later um, with, it's a great song, but the title is terrible. H to the Omo. Nas had some serious homophobic issues back then. I don't understand, but like... The bars, man, he lined up the entire roster. He raps, rip the freeway, shoot through Memphis with money bags, stop in Philly, order cheesesteak and eat beans fast, and bring it back up top, remove the fake king of New York, you show off, I count off when you sample my voice. His flow on this song is godlike as well. And then Hove gets in the booth, and we get the final two verses of Takeover, which come on the blueprint. And, uh... Yeah, man. Then, yeah, obviously we get ether, but I just want to know what you think about that escalation. It certainly did escalate quickly. I feel it's 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 um, obviously it's one of those like you know when when you say rap beef, you think of Nas Jay Z, right? So obviously it's just ubiquitous at this point. If you're a hip hop fan, you know 
you've heard you've heard Ether, you've heard uh, Takeover as well. But obviously, we're getting much more into this into the background, and that's good because I feel like it's just um, I feel like it's worthy of it. And uh, in in terms of just how many people are in it, yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's it's just just like everyone just feels like I, I need I need to be in this, like I I need to jump into this, right? Everyone has to take sides, and you know, adds to my you know previous point of just like you know everyone uh, everyone has to be in it in some way, but um, even but even in saying that, right? I you know I said all that stuff before, going like you know why why bother why no just just live with it, right? But I do find I do enjoy, and I guess it's the pageantry that hip hop has, like no other genre in uh, you know music specifically. Um, other than you know sports, maybe, um, and obviously that's a different medium. But you know, um, it, <laughs> the fact that there's a there's a there's teams in this, I I, I just find so fascinating. Like you know, if you if you're someone signed to a label, right, and this is and obviously you know Rockefeller is different uh, compared to like I don't know uh, like like what Motown is now like Motown has like I don't know I think it's like Lil Yatty something like that and like you know who cares uh, no, no, nobody cares no nobody cares for some of the some some of these labels they're just labels right but then there's like there's community labels like Dreamville like TD like uh, uh, uh like Jamla right uh, like OVO in some way obviously you know different but uh, mm. in some way right there's, there's community labels and then there's like just general labels that just that just here to do the music and whatever and you know whatever but if you know Kendrick's put on several uh, tracks so you know he goes uh, what was in Untitled 02 I think it is you know what I mean like uh, uh, come for me uh, uh, come for me top will come get you like stuff like that obviously paraphrasing but you know that's the mob type of that's the mob type we're thinking about when we're looking at this Nas and Jay um you know just <laughs> hopping onto a freestyle and Jay says nothing but everyone else says stuff and then Mob D comes in you know you're taking the New York beats and that's that's the that's the bit where I like come into this in t- with some interest um uh, in terms of like how um you know an episode I've been thinking about uh, you know, maybe not for this, but for what's good or whatever, it doesn't really matter. But an idea I've just been thinking about is like the lack of localization anymore, mm. and the fact that this is this was this is very hyper local if you really think about it. Like Philly's not that far away from New York, right? But you know, they have if you have a Philly artist come through on a Mob Deep beat, Mob Deep are going to feel some some type oh, really? of way. I find yeah. that just I find that so interesting in terms of how hyper local uh, New York rap especially was. And that's always something I, um, you know, just consistently fascinated by, and it's, you know, it's, and it's kind of the thing that is lost, you know, when we talk about, you know, Atlanta these days. Obviously, in the in the past decade or so, you know, it's Atlanta, and it's just Atlanta. You you don't nobody talks about, you know, North Atlanta or South Atlanta or however you split up Atlanta. I don't I mean how they split it up, but you know, you know, if you're splitting up New York, zones, you're splitting up in boroughs. In you have in Queens, you have in, uh, the, the, you have in Brooklyn, right? Obviously, th- those are the two in- important ones here. Uh, you have the Bronx, of course, Staten Island, da, 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 right? That's the hyper localization that I really enjoy, it. and uh, I think that's just the that's the thing I take away from this in in terms of just where we're at at the moment. It's just that, and uh, just and also in how this entirely New York-based beef is a national thing. 
that's another thing I find so fascinating. And, uh, you know, I guess um, when we go back in history and talk about, you know, West Coast in the mid-90s, and obviously had, they had that dominance, I feel like, you know, Nas and Jay in some way brought back New York rap in some fashion where in, in terms of just having the hierarchy. Um, and obviously, I'm just talking about this from a zoomed out perspective, um, just just for, you know, different ways of talking about this, um, just for variety, but I just find that so cool. <laughs> it's so cool thinking about that kind of stuff as as, as beefs go, but uh, yeah, man, uh, and coming back into it, I guess, uh, just to finish up, like, it's this. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, 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 it's 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 definitely like a. Um, I find it kind of cool that nobody had to die over this kind of stuff because, you know, there's been like you you said a beef. Um, I don't know if you said off wax or on wax, but you know, obviously at Gucci and Jeezy, and that was just like, and obviously there was a death in that, and that's just that's just not it. Like that's too, that's too far, right? But the fact that Jay just comes in. And he could have left it to Memphis, right? He could have easily just left it to Memphis. But because he's with Memphis, he's like, you know, come, eh, take a step back. I'll, I've got this. I've yeah, got this. Let me, got let this me do now, my yeah. thing. And also just the fact that these, all of these subliminals and all these tracks are on their albums. Yeah. Like we always put so much emphasis on like how people, you know, construct albums and you know how much thought do they put into the... They're just putting whole fucking diss tracks on here. So fucking great. It's just, it's just, a, it's just an interesting snapshot when you go listen back to Steelmatic or you go listen back to the Blueprint, and they're just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, they got tracks. it right. Yeah, it throws it's you back. So, yeah, it's like a time capsule. It's so interesting. It's yeah. Su- yeah, such a time capsule, and it just make it. It warms yeah. me. It warms my heart in some way, yeah, knowing that um, you know nobody died over this shit. And I can look back at this and just go like, fucking hell, this is fascinating. <laughs> and yeah. kind of funny because Ether just makes me laugh every time I hear it and read the lyrics. It's just comical. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's interesting you mentioned that community feel because I was watching, it was either Emilio Sparks. I think it was Petey Crack actually, not Emilio Sparks. And, and Dame Dash was basically like, write bars, like write diss tracks. What are you doing? Like they're in the studio. He's just like, you need to, we all need to click up now and, and just go at them heavy. And it was kind of like everyone aligned behind Jay-Z and obviously Memphis Bleak. And they're like, now let's just go at them. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously what happened with the, the hot 97 freestyle, you know, they all had their bars for, for Nas and his crew. But, uh, yeah, we get on to, um, I spoke about H to the Omo and, I want to talk about the context around. It's so about... crap. It's so... <laughs> Come on, bro. It's Just... so... it's... Nas, <clears throat> what are you doing, man? What are you doing? But, so but oh. context is important at this at this point because when Takeover dropped, yeah. most saw Nas's run as over. Now, Nasradamus was panned by critics. It only went number seven on the Billboard 200, which is low. You know, that's actually really low at the time. Uh, I am had a muted reception. People were kind of wondering why it took him three years to drop. So Nas was just uh, cooling down. Jay Z, on the other hand, was absolutely insanely hot. Uh, and this is not my stand. I've got stats. This is not because I'm a stand. I wasn't even around this time. But Dynasty was yeah. his third number one album in a row. 
Uh, Rockefeller was on Def Jam, and they had genuine stars underneath Jay-Z, like Bleak and Beans. Hard Knock Life, the single went 15 on Hot 100. Can I Get It, 19. Big Pimp and 18. I Just Want to Love You, 11. And then Izzo, which was the lead single off the blueprint, went top 10. And Jay-Z had been on, you know, a song with Mariah Carey. Like, he was absolutely blowing up. He had his whole crew. It was massive. Then he drops Takeover. I'm trying to set the scene here as Jay-Z being the big bully. You know, he was the man. He was, and he drops Takeover, and we all know Takeover. It's scathing. It's like when you're on the playground as a kid, and the biggest bully in the school just nails you with a spitball from across the room, and everyone laughs at you. What the fuck do you do about that? What do you do about that? Like, I don't know. How do you respond? Uh, it actually did happen to me in school, and I punched him in the face. But... What spitball? I also, uh, yeah, I got yeah. He spitballed me, and I bro, hit him in the nose. Nothing, bro. <laughs> what did you say? Oh man, this is minor story time. Just a tangent. There was like a, I was in tops at English at one point. Uh, like when I was, I think I was like fifteen, and there was a point where the teacher left, and everyone threw like the fattest fucking books at each other, and I was like, <sighs> fucking hell, you lot are trying to kill, kick eyes out of him, man. Jeez, spitballs, nah, man. I mean, those oh. shit, that shit's grim. That shit's grim, to be honest. Like, just having somebody's gob just, like, hit your neck. That's just nasty. Yeah, but... You yeah, man. Know, I want to slap that kid up. Yeah, trust me. You want to know where it hit me? Like... It hit me in the eye. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> he needed a punch in the nose after that. But it yeah, did nah. literally nothing, punching him in the nose. I've told this story on Wax before, actually. I hit him in the nose, and it just didn't make any difference whatsoever. And I was like, okay, yeah, violence is not really the answer. But anyway, <laughs> Nas dropped Ether. Nas dropped Ether yep. and Stillmatic. So much pressure on Nas. And remember, his mother was dying of cancer at the time. Okay, I don't know if anyone knows that. His mother did eventually pass very soon after that. Bro. Like, and he was having problems with his, you know, oh, it's just massive. He drops fucking Ether and Stillmatic. Now, apparently, there is a version of Ether produced by Swizz Beats, which Char- Charlie probably wouldn't have liked it at all. Charlie would have hated it. Um, but it had some horrible bars about Aaliyah on it. <laughs> Uh, it was Steve Stout who convinced Nas to shelve that version and go with the Ron Browse beat and redo his lyrics. So that track could, you know, actually be put on the album. The other track, the, the bars about Aaliyah were disrespectful. So there is a more disrespectful, there is an even more disrespectful version of Ether out there. Now, what happens here is where Jay Z lost the beef. And we'll talk about those two songs in a second. But in my view, Takeover was better than Ether in just most ways. Most ways. You know, it wasn't... It, well, we'll talk about the two here just quickly. I mean, yes. Ether is a great battle record. Like, But it, but it, I don't know how it could possibly stand the test of time where he's just calling him gay the whole time. And, you know, some of the stuff is pretty brutal. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't really have anything on you, so I'm just going to insult you. It doesn't, but then Jay Z's got like facts on there. Like I showed you your first tech on to a large professor, and then I heard your voice, whatever he says about your tech on the dresser, and then the, I I know who I paid God searchlight publishing or you made it a hotline, I made it a hot song. Like these are <laughs> these are factual <laughs> things, you know. And the song is a monster, and he goes at Prodigy and Nas at the same time, and he basically yeah. killed Prodigy off on that song. Like it's a brutal song. Ether, you read the lyrics now, like, I can see why it, it fucking lit him up at the time. But um, 
if it were just take over an ether and everything ended right there, bang. Do you think Nas would have won that or Jay Z? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? And you know, this is this is kind of, I guess, uh, I'll, I'll try and say this in a way that won't completely just stop the momentum of this uh, particular episode, but like. This is kind of the thing that we, that people, people have different way criterion when it comes to, you know, finishing a beef, who won kind of thing. Like people, some, I think people these days just go off the songs, right? Because I feel like that's just a neutral ground, like like whose songs are better. Like when um, Wiley and Stormzy went like a uh, track for track, uh, uh, what was it like last year, like late last year or earlier this year? I don't know. My concept of time is fucked now. Like when when that happened, people were going at it from track to track and kind of like a boxing match, like round one, one track each. You know who won that one, right? And then obviously two, who won that one? Um, and obviously this is just one track each, and obviously several subliminals, but obviously you don't count those kind of things. But, you know, if if I'm counting for subliminals and just for, you know, and those and that those two tracks alone, I would probably say Nas, but there's also more criterion you can pack on top of that, where you can say career before that, career after that, you can, you know, you can adjust for, I don't know, numbers, which some people do, which some people did for Drake and Pusher, which was mad funny to me, I'm like... Guys, we don't care about numbers. Yeah, <laughs> we, about we, numbers. we don't care about numbers with this. No, we don't care. We Bars. just don't care. Bars. That shit heat. Don't worry. It's fine. You can do if you want, right? And that's, that's it. you know, we, we don't, I don't mind people that go by numbers. I'm just disregarding your, your, if your whole argument is based on numbers, you, you don't talk to me. Just don't talk to me. No point to talking to me. Um, so, yeah, that's just how I criterion, criteria it. Um so yeah, I'd probably say Nas just on the basis of I find Ether just mad fucking funny now, and just <laughs> just reading it back just makes me laugh. Uh, even though technically, uh, from a technical standpoint, it's not his best track of all time. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Come on, this is fine. You seem to be only concerned with dissing women. Were you abused as a child? Scared to smile? They called you ugly. Well, life is harsh. Hug me. <laughs> Don't reject me. <laughs> <laughs> they called it's you just, ugly. It's, it's just great. It's just so demeaning. Oh, it's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's just it's just shitting on someone. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not forensic. And you know we probably should be giving Jay more credit for takeover and just I give how him a lot of credit, you know and yeah. yeah exactly. We should we probably as a whole should probably give him more credit for takeover and in how you know when you're talking about obviously objective fact. And, you know, stuff that is, uh, you know, that can be accounted for and verified by other people, stuff like that. But sometimes, bro, just, just saying your mum is just mad, just much more funny. Like, just simplicity kind of just wins it sometimes, honestly. So it depends on it depends on what you want <laughs> in terms of a diss track. In this case, I just find Nas is just so much more funny. It's so fucking effortlessly creased, just reading um, you know, uh, derogatory language aside, uh, obviously Jay's is much better technically, <laughs> but Nas is just so fucking funny, bro. So that's that's just my that's just my two cents on that and distracts in general. So uh, yeah, man, it is it is what it is. I just find it bad funny. 
dick. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> um, in hindsight, looking at Ether, it's just uh, it's a funny it's, song, it's, man. It's, it's, it's like it's 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 uh, what's the word? Um, <laughs> It's it's low bar. It's a low bar. It's just it's just a low blow. <laughs> but sometimes, sh- but but that's why we like Ric Flair in wrestling, bro. He he delivers them. Though he's playing the game. That's why people love him. You know what I mean? He ain't the most technical wrestler of all time, but people just love him for no fucking reasons. To and he does them low blows, and everyone's like, yeah, low blows. So it's that's all it is. It's a Ric Flair track, but he have like you know insert technical wrestler here, and nobody cares. So it is what it is. What's- it's one of those things, like, every time I've asked this question, and I've asked it a lot, it's probably, it's always 60-40 Nas when I ask TakeOver versus Ether. So I think it just depends on what you're after in a diss track. Like, I would yeah. prefer TakeOver just because it's, like, I I love receipts. I, you know, if you see me on Twitter and people are going at me, I just bring receipts, and I'm like, okay, I can't converse with you anymore because I've just proven you wrong, and... You can, you know, say whatever you want. You can call me gay. And I actually got called gay a lot yesterday by someone who thought it was gay to listen to Nicki Minaj singing about sucking dick. And I was like, (laughs) I don't see how that's gay. Like, she's talking about heterosexual sex. But anyway, like, there's nothing wrong with being gay either. And anyway, like, I I don't know how to, I don't know how to interact with those people. So I just don't. And um, that's why I think TakeOver is better. But... Jay-Z lost the beef, man, and I'm about to explain why. What I said at the start, and I said to Charlie, I have some stuff here that I didn't know before. I honestly did not know this, and this is the Hove cleanup. The Hove cleanup came into effect about this. Um, Now, let me find where I was. So, yeah, obviously, TakeOver comes out. I felt like TakeOver was significantly better, but he lost the beast post ether now emilio sparks said that they first heard ether in a club and it was battle stations get to a studio now pd Mm -hmm. crack said it was the first time he's ever seen jay shaken and vulnerable these are rockefeller artists by the way i'm speaking about emilio sparks pd crack um the rock the whole rock looked uneasy at that stage now we all think that jay-z dropped one response which was super ugly Jay-Z dropped three responses. They all dropped in quick succession. Ether came out prior to Stillmatic. It dropped. Now, yep. Jay-Z then went up on Hot 97. I think it was Funk Flex. I think it was Funk Flex. We get super ugly. But during the same radio show and first, Jay-Z had Don't You Know. Now, that song does appear on Paid in Full, but it's missing the first verse that he played on that radio show before Super Ugly. He raps... Uh, must I dust this fuck Nas and fuck off the continent? Will he be content? Because this fuck guy thinks that he's pops because of tattoos he's got and the video he shot. What lies ahead is your past, your whole life reversed with one shotgun blast. Like the whole first verse is aimed at Nas, right? Mm-hmm. Horrible reception. No one gave a fuck about that song. Jay-Z stripped the first verse. You can't find it anywhere. You can't fucking find it on YouTube. Like, I couldn't find it. It doesn't exist anymore. Took the first verse off it, and then the song became just a regular song. Uh, Then we get Super Ugly, and we know what Super Ugly is. Fucking horrible. Then we get people talking. Also, no one cares about that song. Jay-Z tried three times to respond to Ether, and the only one that anyone ever remembers is a terrible song. Now, I've always defended Super Ugly because I'm like, come on, man. Like, this is beef. Like, he called him gay a bunch of times, and then Jay-Z's like, actually, I'm not gay. I had sex with the mother of your child. 
No, man, because Nas set him up the whole time. He's like, you know, he, he says you, abu- you abuse women, you treat women terribly. Then he comes on super ugly and he does exactly that. He abuses women. He mistreats women. Like it's, mm. uh, you know what I'm trying to say? It's it's just ridiculous. And then Jay-Z apologized like a day later for that song because his mum called him and said, bro, this is not it. This is not <laughs> it. So then he had to apologize for that. Jay-Z looked ridiculous at this point. Jay-Z mm. came out with TakeOver and he was, if he'd left it at TakeOver, you know, it would have been okay. It would have been fine. Like, you know, it would have been 50-50, 60-40, whatever. But when you come out emotional and you try to throw three songs out in the space of a week and none of them hit, imagine that. <laughs> imagine if imagine if Drake responded to Pusha T with just yeah, three one garbage removed. songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one gets removed from everywhere. That's what I mean. Like, you know, Drake yeah. didn't respond to Story of Adidon. If Drake tried to respond within a couple of days with just three garbage songs, and I'm not saying uh, don't uh, don't you know or people talking a garbage, I'm saying the Nas disses were garbage. Then everyone would have dismissed Drake the way that they dismissed Jay Z back then, and I never understood mm. why people said Jay Z lost that beef. I never understood it, but now that I know he tried to sneak out three songs, none of them hit. They were all terrible. I know why he lost. Like you can't do that. That's a that's an L. That's a huge mm. L to me, you know. Mm. And especially super ugly. I really want to harp on that point. You can't get told that you're disrespectful to women. You're abusing women. You're mistreating women, and then come out and just drag someone's baby mother into this. And I've read Carmen Bryan's book. I'm not going to say that he dated Carmen Bryan only to get at Nas. My impression from reading the book is that's exactly what he did. That is nasty shit. That is mad nasty, man. That is petty as fuck. And I don't I don't fuck with that at all. I, I don't agree with that. I think that's lame. Super ugly is lame. And Jay-Z got fucking monstered in this beef. Like, monstered. Yeah, sometimes like the best course of action is just to not <laughs> it's just to continue with your life and you know, seeing that and thinking about it in that context is just like my guy. <laughs> I mean, boss man's already moved on, like, and you're you're trying to drop tracks, so like, it's not even helping. Yeah, you got your case. He it's baited like, you. He baited yeah. you, and you fucking yeah. fell, bro. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's just that's just um that's tactical. That's that's true tactical warfare right there. But it's just like let them let them uh blitz, you know, and then we're just gonna throw the pass right on, right over them, you know. What I mean, it's just. And then and now the field's wide open. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just tactical warfare, and it's great. It's, it's absolutely on point. It's uh, it's it's actually a very smart move by Nas. In, in, in all honesty, not to respond. That's actually just a people don't see that as a boss move. And you know, obviously, and you know, you did link it to Drake, so I'll just say it. This is not the same. Drake said he had a track. If you have a track, drop it. I don't care. You you're saying all this stuff. Yeah, I want to drop it. Track. I believe that, that he had a track. I believe he has it, but I just... I believe he had it, and I believe he should have dropped it. Like, you can't tell me. It's, it's, it's the fact that he said it after, right? It's, it's so, and, you know, we, we talked about this particular beef, obviously, before, you know, previous episode. So, uh, you know, talk about, uh, go to the episode if you want to listen to it. But just to, re, just to reiterate, right? So, Jay Prince comes through telling you not to drop or not to respond, actually. Not respond, right? Drake obliges. And then, like a week or so later, or however long it was, I forget. He says, "I have a track in the in the in the in the in the, in the can." Well, fucking drop it then. 
show me, show me you have the track. But anyway, that's just that's just me. Um, but yeah, this is this, this is just perfect tactical warfare. It's just, it's 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 sublime. Like just the fact that the Nas just didn't respond and just allowed Jay Z to basically just like scream in a room <laughs> and yeah. just like. It, that's how I see it. Just him screaming in a room, and everyone's just watching him scream in a room. It's just like, oh my god, he's he's, he's breaking down. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting that uh, that you know we we do see this as, and I I I don't think right that people actually uh, account for what you're talking about here. You know the the three the three uh, additional responses. Um, I don't think they account that into this most of the time. I feel like they just listen to Ether or listen to Takeover and they're just like, yeah, Nas won. Yeah, Nas won. I don't think people, most people actually account for that kind of thing. But if they if they don't, shit, they sure do now. Like, you can't help but do now. Like, it's just... And exactly, obviously, right. And obviously we're going to you know, mention, obviously, um, the fact that he's been dropping on the same day as Nas on several occasions, which just adds to the L, to be completely honest. It just magnifies the L. Like, just, and the fact that Nas, I don't think on Wax has responded in any sort of way apart from that. And he's well, just he just kept he doing has. what we'll he's doing. Yeah. We'll get so, to oh, it. Right, there okay. has been right. some... Because, okay. because there has been, like... Uh, Nas did the Summer Jam thing. And yeah. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this, there was that. this summer jam thing. <laughs> Nas, that. Nas doesn't, Nas doesn't really um, paint himself in the best light after this whole thing happens. You know, he goes on Hot 97 and says, everything I said came to fruition. You deal with emotion like bitches. You only seem to be concerned with dissing women. He set Jay-Z up. Jay-Z fell for it. Jay-Z lost. Nas was clearly still upset. Summer jam, I think it was 02. And... Uh, Nas was the headliner and he never showed he never played and everyone was like what the fuck he ended up going into power power 105 which was obviously hot 97's uh, rival station still is and said that they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do what he wanted to do was to hang an effigy of Jay-Z on stage (laughs) like bro that's not acceptable in any way and the video I sent Charlie the, the worst part about it was that Nas uh, claim that he didn't want to do that that was not what he was planning to do 10 years later the making of video leaked and then Nas had to admit yeah that's what I was going to do but the worst part about the making of video and the part that makes me physically ill and 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 I really am concerned about the whole thing is that if you watch it it's a bunch of white guys talking about how they're building this effigy of Jay-Z yeah. that they're about to hang on stage. And and there's this white guy with a beard, I think, and he's just like, this is the rope we're going to use to hang Jay-Z. Obviously, Jay-Z won't let us hang him, so we're going to hang this effigy instead. Mm. And I'm sitting there like, I, 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 I don't know how to respond to that. That is... um. Yeah, that's horrific. That's one of the worst things I've heard in hip hop. I I don't understand how Nas felt like this was a any way acceptable thing to do ever. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, not really needs to be said there in terms of just the added context to it. And obviously, this is seen. You know, it's it's painted in some ways like a. Um, uh, you know, when you when you see when you see these kinds of well, not these kind of things, but like when you see 
people trying to do some sort of marketing stunt, you know, whatever, you know, there's, there's not a fucking effigy added to it. <laughs> like, there's differences between someone trying to, like, do a flash mob, you know, and have us, having, like, you know, 100 people dance on Times Square, something like that, you know, some corny shit. There's, there's organising that, and then there's organising, hmm, how, how can we, how can we, um, successfully create Jay-Z's head here? You know I mean? that's, that's just, that, that's just a whoa, 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 whoa. That's a pause. There's a big pause. That's a big square. Stop. Like, let's just, <laughs> just don't. Just don't. That shit is not it. And, uh, yeah, that's just, um, yeah, that, 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 this, this stuff doesn't need to be said in terms of how fucking tone deaf that is. Um, and also a commentary on, you know, to how people are, how people are hired in the industry. Um, but, you know, that doesn't need to be said. And none of it seems to be said. Just the fact that it's energy. And you, and you know exactly who those people are going to be behind it. You can't talk about it like it's some marketing ploy. You can't. You just can't. There's no way. You can't do that. It's just... There's there's too much to that. There's too much added baggage uh, to that. So, yeah. Yeesh. Nas, Nas, the big yeesh. Nas hired a bunch of racists to do that because there's no way Basically. any kind of aware white person would do that. If you... No, I'm just saying this as a white person who's around other white people. We know about this shit. We're not idiots. We know that white people used to lynch black people. Everyone fucking knows that. You don't... If you're white and you want to do this and you agree to this, you could say no, for fuck's sake. Everyone can say no. And I'm sure people did say no. Hot 97 said no. Like, you, he hired racists to build an effigy of Jay-Z to hang on stage. I mean... And I don't, I'm not saying that Nas intentionally went out to look for racists. I'm just saying if you're a white person who did that, you're racist. Like, so I, that was just, that was awful, man. But like, I'll talk about why I think Jay-Z's been doing this drop thing. Because Carmen Bryan came on Vlad TV. Vlad TV, that, that bastion of, of truth That's... in music journalism. That man who, who will just... Search for the truth, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much opposition is in front of him, he will squirrel away like a truffle pig for years, looking for that kernel of truth in a situation. And he found it, man. It's the sound of the police. Uh, yeah, DJ Vlad had Carmen Bryan up there, and actually, what what she said made sense to me. Um. She said that Nas won the battle but lost the war because he signed to Jay-Z. Now, Jay-Z was the president of Def Jam yep. in 2005 when he did his famous I Declare War concert. Now, there were still subliminals being thrown back a little bit. Jay-Z, the uh, Blueprint 2 title track off Blueprint 2 is actually a much better song than Super Ugly. I wish he dropped that instead of that. Uh, Nas had a, a couple of little things as well. But in 05, I Declare War, everyone thought Jay-Z was just going to light everyone up in the industry, you know. Instead, he brings Nas on stage and they perform Dead Presidents and they performed another song. I forget what the other song they performed was, but like that basically Jay-Z signed Nas to Def Jam. And the way that this happened, and I want to contextualize this in the best way for me, like to to get it across, Jay-Z thinks he wins the beef at this point. Jay-Z, if you listen to the way Jay-Z speaks, there was an interview with Angie Martinez and just it was right after it was it was a couple of weeks after super ugly i 
it was definitely after Super Ugly. I'm not sure how long after, but it was a huge interview. It was massive. If you've never listened to that and you're a Jay-Z fan, it's unbelievable. It's like he just talks about everything. He lights everyone up, talks about Jazzo, about Dame, about R. Kelly. It's a great interview. And Angie says, what do you feel about Irv Gotti signing Nas to Murder, Inc.? And Jay-Z said, well, you're meant to be a boss. Like, why are you signing to someone else? It doesn't make any sense, you know? So the way that Jay-Z felt at that time was I won the beef because I'm signing you to my label you know it's like he always viewed it more in the sense of as a business situation and if you listen to it he also says in that same interview that he wanted to have a a pay-per-view boxing match with Nas to to air out their grievances and how he it was never going to go onto the street because it was always going to stay on wax because it's just you know it's a business thing so Jay-Z always felt it was a business thing and I don't want to ramble, but if you look at the, the release dates that have happened, and this is obviously where the current tension is. Uh, I don't know that there's tension between them, but there certainly is between fan bases. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six times this has happened. So obviously Still Matic and Unplugged came out on the exact same day. Streets Disciple, Nas's double album, and then Jay-Z <laughs> dropped Collision Course, which was his, his EP with Linkin Park, the exact same day in 2004. Nas drops his greatest hits November 6, 2007. Jay-Z drops American Gangster same day, November 6, 2007. Nasir comes out June 15, 2018. This is the most egregious of them. One day later, Everything is Love, Jay-Z and Beyonce drops June 16, 2018. Now that is the worst one because that was a surprise drop by Jay and Beyonce. They didn't have to drop yeah. it then. You know, they didn't have to, but they went directly against mm-hmm. it. Lost Tapes 2 came out the same day as uh, The Lion King, which is a bit of a stretch, that one. Uh, I assume that album was, you know, those two things. I don't know that they're related. And then obviously we get King's Disease and Jay-Z dropping that horrific song with Pharrell on the same day. The point I want to make is Jay-Z is petty. Jay-Z wants to win this beef. He feels like I'm a boss. I am able to just define when I drop my music. I have won this because I have ascended to a level in the industry where I am the only person who controls when I drop my music. Your release dates are set in stone. You can't change them. You have no control over them. So if you're going to drop on November 30, I'm going to drop on November 30 to prove I can do whatever the fuck I want. If you're going to drop on November 6, I'm going to drop on November 6 to prove I can do whatever the fuck I want. You're going to drop Nazir? Guess what? I'm going to jump through with a, an album with the biggest R&B singer in the world on June 16th, the day after, you know? So that's why I genuinely think this beef still continues because there's no, this is not a, I don't see how this could be coincidental. Like it's pretty fucking blatant that Jay-Z is stepping on Nas's release dates over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it could be a marketing thing. They could be doing this behind closed doors. Someone said they're probably sitting at home drinking Hennessy together and laughing about this, but I don't feel that way, man. I've listened to interviews and Jay-Z when people ask him who won TakeOver vs. Ether, and he's, uh, yeah, I feel like he's still harboring some resentment, but that's just my opinion, man. It's the same with when I said about Jay-Z only wanting to pursue Carmen Bryan to get back at Nas. That's just my opinion. I don't know if that's true, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, it's so weird because it's like... Regardless if you're lo- if you're winning or losing, you're still doing this. It's so I don't know. It's so weird. It's like a bad winner and a bad loser. Like nobody likes either. But Jesus Christ, like both. 
Don't be both, both at the same time. You can't. You can't be both, man. Up. That's like that's a that's a special mix of sadness right there, man. That's a special mix of just being sad, like, and not and not in the emotional way. Just that's just sad to look at, like that's a sad sight. Just you've got the dub, like if you like that's a, that's a that's a that's like something from Billions. Like if you guys watch that show, fucking great show, like. Seeing, seeing, yeah, seeing the previous season. Show, uh, I haven't seen the recent season, which pisses me off. I need to find out how am I gonna get that. Um, like the previous season, it's where um, great, you know man. Taylor Mason gets you know swallowed whole by Axel Rod, right? That's that's exactly what happened here. Like with Nas signing, uh, with Nas signing to Def Jam, right? That's it. That's it. That's the that's Bobby Axel Rod. Yeah, exactly. I've I've swallowed you whole. And he could have easily just made it the hardest You're time done. for him, like easily, right? And I don't know specifically if that happened on if 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 he had a hard time or not. Yeah, y- y- you've you've got the dub, you got the dub. You you swallowed Nas whole, job done. And obviously Nas went to do Mass Appeal 2014. Obviously that's 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 its own thing now. You know, and that's doing okay. You know, it's, it's independent, and uh, you know that's that's all fine by me. All all do your things on that front. Nuts, good shit, right? And you're still going. You're still going. It's it's hanging. Yeah, oh, give it bro, up, bro, there's nothing worse, right? Um, there's nothing worse than someone continuing shit that has long been dead, right? I can. Uh, there's plenty of stuff where, and you know, this is human. You know, this is human to, like, have a grudge, right? It's human to have a grudge over some things. And, you know, in my mind, I feel like the most, well, some of the, one of the most freeing things you can do as a human is to release a grudge that you've had, right? It, it, when you release that grudge and, you've j- and you're just moved on, like, you just feel better in every way. Like, just, every, just the grass just seems greener all of a sudden, right? You may not even notice that you've let go of the grudge, right? But as soon as you do, subconsciously or consciously, grass just feels greener. But this dude still hasn't let go in some way. Like, even if it's a smidge, it's still there and it's still on his mind. And I find that just so, like, I, I, like, well, like I said, I find it a bit sad. Like, bro, you're Jay-Z, my guy. You're good. You're, you're good in life, in everything, uh, in some systems. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're good, right? You're you're good in the dominant system that we have today in this world, right? Um, you know what I'm talking about. You're good. You're fine. You're happy. Mm-hmm. You have daughters. You have a loving wife. Everything's going well for you, uh, right, bro? St- just just stop. I can't like Nas is doing his thing. You're doing is you're doing the thing. It's cool. We can all eat, ladies and gentlemen. We can all eat. I plead to you, Jay. Calm down. Nobody cares anymore. It's just, it's just, it's just sad, man. <laughs> it's just sad just to think about it. And you know, in that sense, it's kind of an L. Like again, because it's it's made it a bigger L because he took a dub, and he could, and it could have stopped there. It could have stopped there. But he decided to continue on, and that dub has just been wiped off with a f- even fatter L. It's just. Ugh. You just gotta know when. You just gotta know when to chill, you know. And just, you just gotta know, man. You just gotta know. And some people don't, and that's just unfortunate. And you know, 
we hired we we hired, uh, hired we hold Jay in such a you know high esteem in in a lot of ways, and you know he he's trying to be that you know um, that shaman uh, to us uh, in in hip hop circles these days. You know what I mean trying to be the elder, the OG. You know what I mean it's like you know dropping gems on everybody uh, regardless if they're you know um, positive to the overall landscape of the world or not. They're gems nevertheless to some people, right? But bro, <laughs> you're still going with this. It's just, it, it just undermines everything in some way. And it just, it just it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Like you're dropping all these gems about, you know, doubling up, tripping up, all that stuff. You know, all, all the stuff we can talk about for ages, right? In his whole career, pretty much. And then there's just this. It's just a stain. In my mind, to to a legacy, it's it's kind of a stain, and uh, you know Nas has his, you know the effigy is something that I don't think we could ignore. Like it, it shouldn't be ignored. Um, that should be something that should be um, uh, consistently mentioned in these in this in a conversation such as this, right? Um, but fucking hell, we like the point of human existence is to move on, and is to progress. And watching someone not progress in some form or fashion just makes me feel sad. And the fact that Jay hasn't progressed from this and hasn't moved on from this and hasn't seen the grass being greener in this case, it's just a little sad. It's just a little sad. I do feel a bit sorry for him. Um, but in the same case, you're like, what, 50? My guy, come on. Come on. <laughs> come. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with everything you said. I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. That was perfectly said. Come on, Jay. Yeah. Come on, guys. Oh, bro, Come 50. On, guys. Just, Come just, on, just... Oh, man. Anyway, we shall leave it there um, if, you, if you have nothing else. And uh, we can hop into a lighter note. And uh, so Ben came into this uh, with a recent tweet that you posted. It's the uh, first anniversary of Rhapsody's Eve. Shout out to Rhapsody on that one. Uh, one of the best albums of the last year. My mind, top five. I think I put it in my top five. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and people aren't uh, people aren't messing with it. Uh, people are people. Some 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 dudes uh, are messing with it. And uh, you know that we've had this conversation before. You know, many a time during uh, in this in the, in this show. Uh, you know, talking about uh, women in you know not just hip hop, but you know in in all facets of the world, right? We we can we can we can make that very obvious statement that you know if they if if the bars should not be uh, categorized like this it doesn't need to be you know you don't need the female rapper uh, uh, moniker that people love to label and funny enough and it's not even just dudes it's also women that you know stand other fe- uh, other quote unquote female artists and use the term female rap and female rappers. It, that just makes me laugh in in, t- in that hypocritical sense. But I wanted to take this moment uh, to breathe some sort of positivity into into this uh, particular topic. So um, shout out to um, specifically Akunaru, uh, one of my favourite artists um, in, in recent years. And uh, th- there's other people in, in this uh, initiative, I'll, I'll label it as at the moment, 
Uh, but she she's heading she's heading it up in in some ways, and she's kind of the spokesperson for this. Uh, but you also have people like uh, Eugen Blackrock, who's also a contributor from this uh, from South Africa, and is also one of again one of my favourite artists right now. They have started this uh, initiative called the Keeper, which is uh, as they label it here on the Indiegogo campaign, a digital archive of women in hip hop, women with the next, because obviously. That, uh, you know, they're trying to diversify in that sense, and that all that's all good. Um, so to just give you uh, just their story, so to speak, and I'll just read it off their Indiegogo page, because why not? Um, it goes, We are the Keepers, a black women-led collective that amplifies the voices of women and girls across global hip-hop culture. Through a range of hip-hop-focused creative programs and public education initiatives, we seek to undo the silencing and erasure of our vast contributions. Our aim is to raise 100k, to develop the Keeper Digital Archive, the first and most comprehensive digital resource dedicated to five decades of women and girls artistry within hip hop and music culture. This is something, and it has, um, you know, a support from Pete from uh, scholars. I mentioned obviously uh, Miss Trisha, Tr- Professor Trisha Rose a few episodes ago, uh, Cornell West, Henry Louis Gates Jr., and others, um, and other noble people, and uh, have a lot of people behind it as well. So. This I, I caught this thing um, in the past couple of days, and um, you know it's it's something that's really fascinating me just reading about it, and uh, when I get enough pee, I certainly donate to this uh, particular initiative. I find just I'm gonna drop the link of the campaign into the show notes, um, just so you if you guys are like us and you're fed up with this whole just bullshit rhetoric about females in hip-hop and you know if you've if you've seen one of those people that have called meg the stallion the snitch in the past couple of days like like you, like relax <laughs> exactly relax yourself just go just stay, <laughs> log off log off and stay off for six fucking months bro just so just if you are these off. people uh, if you are if you if you if you are not one of those people and you are like us that are fed up with this crappy rhetoric and this crappy gaslighting and crappy just sneak dissing of women and not well I say sneak dissing but it's clearly open and it's just a you know perfect pretty blatant yeah it's just a perfect case of misogynoir pretty much like if you're like us and you just feel like this is all complete bollocks and actually just needs to die like you know Years of fucking go, decades ago. Um, support this because I think this is a good place to start for you know just for anybody who feels this type of way, who feels in the right sense that they should that um, women in hip hop should have a place. And you know I constantly talk about uh, women in uh, women in hip hop and what's good. We talk about women. Um, in you know in the music we listen to, you know you just literally talked about Milo album as well, like you know we we, we listen, right? And it feels like that. And again, well not again, but you know you don't need to listen to female liars. For me personally, I feel like you you guy you guys regardless of what gender you are, what orientation you feel uh, you are, uh, however you define yourself. Some women just have an ability just to say the exact same thing as men but just put it in a much better scope or just a much better way like just bar for bar some women are just on point so like it, it, you need to get this rhetoric out of your head 
and uh, you know and I feel like this is just a good place to start shout out to Kunaru for this and shout out to everyone like in that is part of this initiative um just looking at it and just reading what they want to do uh just stuff like uh, a chronologically organized master list of recorded works like just think of that just a whole page of just like all the fucking hip hop albums that women have dropped like just a vast yeah. media uh, repository yeah. original content podcasts essays reviews like if you want to help with podcasts please let me know honestly I'll offer my services on that front search functionality that enables querying by record label and writing and production info comprehensive data lists on charting sales certifications awards mm. searchable by artist year label and mm. location that's so large is good that's shit that's large good shit a unique user it's interface with geospatially uh, uh, mapped artist timeline. Just, just think of that visually. It's crazy. So that's a lot. And, you know, I feel like that's just um, as comprehensive as it can possibly be. Um, they have a budget breakdown if you feel like they're not, you know, breaking it down properly for you. If you're one of those people that, you know, I want to know where my money's going. You know, if you're one of those people, by all means, have a look, man. I'll drop the link of the campaign in the full note show notes of this episode, please take a look for yourself because, um, you know, this is a great initiative I'm looking at right now and uh, there's some good perks as well. Um, you know, you can get some great books, including The Hip Hop Wars by Trish Rose, which is one of my favourite books to read um, and, uh, you know, and other stuff. So, you know, if, uh, I just wanted to take this moment and take all the bullshit that's been coming around, you know, uh, going around the social media um, timelines and, you know, just, just people shitting on women constantly, man. It's just not it right now. And uh, I feel like this is just a good start. Like, if you if you feel like me, if you feel like Ben, and if you feel like this is just is not it anymore, I feel like this is a good place to start for any hip for any person in hip hop. I feel like this is an important uh, database to to have because uh, I I I struggle sometimes trying to find um, you know history about female artists. Sometimes I do struggle. I feel like there's just a I don't know how you want to how uh, focused it is or how conscious it is but there's just less information sometimes uh, for female hip hop artists compared to the dudes and it's just um, uh, and yeah so putting it simply <laughs> very lengthy but uh, yeah it's a, it, I think it's a good place to start for all of us it's a fantastic initiative man because you're right there is a there is a lack of information out there and the answer is because there's a yeah. lack of audience for it now why is there a lack of audience for it? You can see that with my posts when I post about women. People are like, no one <laughs> yeah. cares, bro. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I even had this discussion yesterday and I, I set this guy up. I, I, I fucking nailed him. But uh, someone tweeted, do men actually think it's gay to listen to female singers or is that a myth? And I replied, it's not a commonly held belief. Men who feel that way have some sort of issue they need to sort out with a therapist. Now, this person replied, wait. You don't feel gay listening to Nikki talking about riding dick? Do you sing along a bit with her about sucking cock? And I replied, she's rapping about sex with a man. I don't know how that could be gay. When my friends talk to me about sex with their partners, yep. I don't feel gay either. Then he fucking did it, man. He, he set me up. It was an alley-oop he didn't even know he was throwing. He says, so you're singing lyrics about fucking guys. So you relate to them, right? Sounds pretty gay, bro. I replied, absolutely. Because I've been the guy that they're fucking. Bro, of course I'm singing along to Nikki sucking dick because I've had my dick sucked. 
I've had sex with women. I can relate to what they're saying. I know. Okay, I listen to WAP. I've been around wet ass pussies before. I know my way around a wet ass pussy. You obviously don't. That's cool, bro. That's cool. But log off. Don't comment on it until you get some sex. But that is not the reason why you should be listening to female rappers, okay? Firstly, we shouldn't even be having a conversation about female rappers. We should just be having a conversation about rappers. I posted about Rhapsody this morning, and it was, yeah, yeah, you know, she's, she's, I asked if she was top 10. Oh, yeah, top 10 (laughs) females. No, 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 no. Top 10 rappers. We're not, we're not, why? there's no differentiation here. Why is that the case? Why are we putting them in different categories? You know, that's ridiculous from the start. Secondly, I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about like same-sex schools and how we're really glad that we went to a co-ed school uh, which is, you know, yeah. both both sexes. Um, and I'm, I'm di- remember, I'm differentiating sex from gender here. Gender is uh, gender is many different types of genders. I'm talking about sex, uh, male, female. And, uh, man, I'm so happy because I learned that <laughs> you need women in your life. You need female friends. You need to understand females. Like, I don't get... You need, you need women. I, I just don't get it. Like, if you don't listen to, to women rapping and you don't understand it and you're confused by it, you, you're going to be a terrible partner. What, do you just hang around with dudes all the time and, and you hear about little Wayne talking about getting his dick sucked all the time? Like, that's what you guys vibe to in the, in the whip. You listen to Lollipop. Mm-hmm. You're bumping along to Lollipop thinking about <laughs> little Wayne getting his penis sucked by a woman. That's what you listen to yeah, with, exactly. with your bros, with your homies. That's 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 super straight. And the second part of it is, what's wrong that with being too. gay yep. anyway? It's great. Being, there's literally nothing wrong with being gay. So like this whole thing, man. And this is why I've lost so much love for hip-hop numbers. I've lost so much love for the whole thing. It's just, I can see the playing field now and it's... um. It's sad, man. We did a whole we did a whole uh, podcast on women in rap, and it's sad that we even have to do that. It's sad that we even have to define or delineate or do a women in rap podcast. We would never do a men in rap yep. podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never do yep. a men in anything podcast. Like, it's just I don't understand it. I don't get it because it's like we. I, I just I I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. I think this initiative is really fantastic. Um, unfortunately, I think it will fall on deaf ears. I, I honestly do. I, I don't know. I want it to, 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 to get the funding it needs. I want it to blow up. We need this information about uh, women rappers because it's just so it's so rare. And I think, you know, even, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just confused by the whole thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. As someone who has a lot of female friends and who grew up around women, it's like, it just doesn't, this this attitude doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't know what the answer is. I'm trying, but, you know, you see, like, what did that Rhapsody tweet get this morning? Probably fucking went cardboard, like, probably 170 mm-hmm. likes, I would say. Uh, no, 215. So that's probably a tenth of what I would expect if I tweeted that about Travis or Kanye or Kendrick mm-hmm. or Cole or anyone like that. Yeah. It's a tenth of that, you know. And you could say, oh, they're bigger artists. Why are they bigger artists? You know, Rhapsody was on uh, Complexion and she fucking murdered it, 
She was all over it. You tell me that, you know, It's Paper Butterflies is one of the best albums, probably the best album of all time. You tell me that Eve and, and Layla's Wisdom aren't on the same level, around mm. the same level as Good Kid, Mad City. So, ah, uh, I just yeah. don't know, man. I'm just well, rambling that's, that's where the conversation. Off, that's where they That's where they stopped yeah, talking. Man. Like, ask that, that second question you asked after that. Like, why... Why do you think that? Like that's just that's where that's where they stop talking, and you know if they want to keep talking, they just dig the hole. Um, so maybe that's either a deep down they know the answer and they just can't be asked to face it, or they just uh, you know, or they just know that whatever they say will dig them into it. Apart from the right answer, which is because they're women. It's just it's just because they're women, and we don't see. Um, uh, females rapping as a, I don't know, as a, as a playing field, as as a field for them to play in, like, like, you know, it's just it's just odd to me. Like, what what I want to what I want to get I want to get rid of this fucking myth that, well, women just rap about what what women go through. So how could I ever relate? <sighs> like, it's just my soul just just runs out of energy. Uh, how are you, what are you talking about? You can't relate to what women go through. Have you not got a partner? Have you not got a wife? Have you not got a mother? Have you not got a sister? Do you not have friends that are women? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Even if a woman, and I'm going to, even if a woman is talking about menstruation on a song and her period, you can fucking relate to that because that is a woman in your life. They all go through it, bro. They all have that. Listen to their fucking song about it and understand what they're saying. I don't understand how you can't relate to that. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, well, I can't relate to Nicki Minaj rapping about sucking dick. That doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe if you've never had your penis sucked and you have no desire to ever have it sucked, that single bar that she said might not relate to you. That one solitary bar that you've cherry-picked out of an entire album does not relate to you because you don't like having your penis sucked. That's fine. Everyone has their preference. Listen to the rest of the fucking album. Like, you you, you go around listening to male rappers and, and they're talking about, I don't know, popping Zans. You've never popped a Zan in your fucking life. So you listen to that bar and you're like, yeah, meh, I never popped a Zan. This one doesn't really relate to me, but the next bar does. Do that with women as well. It's the same. That's what I mean. There shouldn't even be this delineation. It's the exact same. Like, we're all human. We're all going through the same shit. If someone's going through something close to you, you're going through it too. You can't just disengage with that. So what women are going through, you are going through it too. And I guarantee you, man, you're going to have much healthier relationships and friendships if you actually listen to what they're saying and try and fucking understand it and stop seeing it as this women versus men thing it's ridiculous it's just the most childish shit i've ever heard i wasn't even like this in high school and i was a little dipshit back in high school i wasn't even this bad like what the fuck is going on out there man i ah that's a uh, i can't i I try not to rant in the lighter notes but shit is wrong uh just finally the keeper digital archive of women in hip-hop search up on indiegogo search out anywhere else i'll drop the link in the full show notes uh as i said before and we'll leave her that so ladies and gentlemen from the fifth m podcast network this has been digging digits i have been chai taylor of the fifth element i've been ben carter of hip-hop numbers we hope you all have a great week we shall always always try and do the same but until the next time take it easy Lazy, whoa, ladies and Wee. gentlemen. Oh, that was a funny way. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
All right, let me try that again. <laughs> Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Go listen to fucking Rhapsody, man. Peace. Stream Rhapsody. <laughs> Stream Rhapsody. Stream now. women. Oh, well, buying hard copies. Fuck stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is Pizza Video Games by Bonus Points. Thanks to Joel Records for the ability to use. Socials with Fifth Element, people buying numbers, bonus points, and Joel Records will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a Fifth Element Podcast Network and Hip Hop by Numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time. Digging in the digits.